Hey, it's not quite the DeLorean, but we're going back in time with a new podcast feed full of all my favorite interviews in the history of the Bill Simmons podcast. We're coming up on seven years now. I've had an unbelievable collection of athletes, celebrities, showrunners, directors, Matt Damon, Denzel Washington, Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett, Shirley Theron, Tom Hanks, Bill Burr, Kevin Durant, Peyton Manning, The Undertaker, Eddie Vedder, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, he actually came on. Dave Grohl, Quavo, Barack Obama. I mean, what else can I tell you? I've had Al Pacino with Barry Levinson. I've had people like Steph Curry, Jason Bateman, John C. Riley, Jonah Hill. I could just, I could keep going and going. But wait, there's more. Whether it's your first time or you're planning on revisiting some of your favorites, make sure you head to BillSimmonsInterviews.TheRinger.com for the entire archive. You can sort by genre, year, and more to easily navigate all your favorite people. Follow the Bill Simmons podcast, The Interviews, on Spotify now. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in President Select States. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at UGG.com. Welcome into the Ringer Gambling Show. Austin Gill here with Raheem the Dream and JJ John Skremski. Ready to get this thing going. Continue on our preview of the 2022 NFL season. We are on to the AFC North, which should be hotly contested, man. I think the Baltimore Ravens are bound for some injury luck and a lot better season this upcoming year. The Bengals obviously coming off a Super Bowl berth. A lot of high expectations after adding a ton of offensive linemen in free agency. Arguably the best receiving core in the NFL with Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins. Uh, let's start with the Baltimore Ravens, actually. We'll get to the Steelers. We'll get to the Browns as we go forward. But the Baltimore Ravens right now, the favorite to win this division at plus 160. Also, the biggest Favorite to go to the playoffs in this division at minus 156. A lot of high expectations around Lamar Jackson, who obviously only played in 12 games last year due to injury. They were the most injured team last year. According to Football Outsiders, they lost the most adjusted games due to injury last season. That has to regress toward the mean. I think there's a lot of reason for positivity with the Baltimore Ravens. Raheem, I'll start with you. All of the adjusted injury metrics, all these different things are pointing to a positive regression for the Baltimore Ravens in 2022. Are you on that wagon? Do you like their win total over? Do you like them to win the AFC North? Where are you at with the Baltimore Ravens? 
okay, I'm not on their win total, but I am on them plus 2,000 to win the Super Bowl. I like them plus 162 win the division. I mean, when you look at this team, you mentioned it. They suffered the worst injury luck in 2022. I mean, I mean 2021, rather. I mean, obviously, you start the year, you lose both of your starting running backs, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. You lose your starting cornerback, Marcus Peters. You lose Ronnie Staley, all pro left tackle. I mean, they come back this year. Obviously, you draft Tyler Limbaugh at center. Um, you get all of those guys back. I mean, you get Lamar J- Jackson back. I mean, when you look at this team last year, they really, really struggled. They had cluster injuries in the secondary. <sighs> I mean, you they just lost everybody. So to get all those guys back, and then, I mean, I just think they had some bad luck last year as well. I mean, they were they had the second lowest amount of takeaways on defense last year, and they really struggled on third down conversions. So I, I just think they get some better luck in terms of injuries, in terms of third downs. And I, I think this is the team that can challenge for a Super Bowl. Now, they do have some issues, obviously. The receiving core is kind of weak right now. I mean, you treat Hollywood, Hollywood Brown, and you're really dependent on Rashad Bateman and, and Mark Andrews. But when you look at what this team is going to do, they improve the offensive line. They're going to go back into that power run style of play that we saw in 2019 and 2020, where they just kind of just dominated inside of the trenches. So I really like this team this year. I, th- I think I think they pull it off. Raheem, I'm taking it a step further. You like them to win the division, as do I. I'm taking a win total. I'm surprised you're playing them to win the Super Bowl, but you're shying off 10 and a half wins. Bro, this team is getting north to 10 and a half games. I don't care if they're in the AFC North. First of all, outside of Bill Belichick, who is the best coach in my lifetime, period, there is no coach in the NFL I'd rather have coaching my team than John Harbaugh. He's that good. Every year his team is competitive. Even when everything is going against them, they're in games. And let's take this into account. Our buddy Warren Sharp tweeted this out. I'm having a Starbucks. I'm having all sorts of car trouble today. And it's always good when I get a nugget of jubilance that's going to help me out here. The schedule and the quarterbacks that Baltimore had to play last year was brutal. They had a very, very tough schedule. All the teams in the AFC North playing a bunch of really good quarterbacks across the board, Aaron Rodgers, you name it. Well, they're taking it back in quarterbacks as far as scheduling is concerned outside of the AFC North. Give me a couple of games against whoever's playing quarterback for the Steelers. I like that. You're throwing Mac Jones. You're throwing a couple of other mediocre to bottom tier quarterbacks. I like it for Baltimore. Now, I have concerns postseason time about the Ravens and their ability to beat a top quarterback. Like, I still need to see Lamar Jackson in the postseason take down an Allen or take down uh, whoever, Mahomes, whoever the case it may be. But in the regular season, they are going to win a ton of games. And I'm not worried about Hollywood Brown. The guy couldn't catch a cold. He was terrible in the second (laughs) half of the year. Good riddance as far as I'm concerned. Fellas, in on the Ravens to win the North, in on the Ravens over from a win perspective, Get the argument, Raheem, with the Super Bowl number. It's good. It's juicy. It's good value. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to stick with the division and the win total for me. At least. I'm gl- I'm glad you mentioned the I'm glad you mentioned the schedule because after the bye week, from week ten on, I mean, look, it, it's just about as weak as it could possibly be. They got Carolina, Jacksonville, Denver. They got the Steelers twice. They got the Browns. They got the, the Falcons, and they got the Bengals. So. 
there's a lot of winnable games um, from week 10 on. And I think we could see them really take over the division at that point. Right now on FanDuel, the Ravens win total is set at 10 and a half, the over at plus 100, the under at minus 120. JJ, you're all over the over at plus 100. I'm staying clear. I don't want to touch the under at minus 120, but I don't like this team enough to take the over at plus 100. And a lot of it, so you and don't I know like Mark, them to win the division at Austin. That's I, what you're I telling me. I, I like them to win the division because I'm not as high as the market is on the Cincinnati Bengals. And we'll get to the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. But next, curiously, though, so you think 10 and 7 wins this division? I think 10 and 7 wins this division. It won See, it I think last it's year. Gonna be, it won I think it last it's going to be a I think it's going to be a little better than that this year it, because it, the scheduling. It, that's my guy. I, I, I'm with I'm with Austin on this. I, I I think the win total is priced properly, so it's just I, I don't know if I'm seeing a lot of value on laying on laying them to win 11 games. And I'm going to be honest with you, I have a small concern. Um, you know, they kind of figured out Lamar a little bit last year. I mean, well, that zero blitz, to- man. Let me tell you something. Exactly. If I'm playing, if I'm playing the Ravens. That's the New York Jets in week one. I don't know if they're capable of doing it. My Dolphins, I guarantee you this, are going to do it in week two when they face Lamar Jackson. I am sending a freaking house. And mm-hmm. until they show you, hey, we are able to beat this, you you keep running that bad boy. You keep now, running I, that I, I think some of but it had to do with the, the coaching injuries last year. But I do think when there's smoke, there's fire. So I don't necessarily want to go over a win total. I think they'll find ways to adjust. I think they'll win the division. But I think that that 10 and a half is, is pretty high. Okay. I, I want to put it this simply. I want to put it this simply. This is not an 11 win receiving core. And I know Marquise Brown wasn't good last year. But Rashad Bateman mm-hmm. is a second year receiver that we still have not seen break out. James Prochet and Devin Duvernay, according to training camp reports, are the number two and number three receivers. A lot of people don't even know who those guys are. They're also very young receivers, second and third year receivers that are very tiny. And we know Lamar Jackson has struggled with smaller receivers. He does not have the accuracy of some of the other quarterbacks in this division or other quarterbacks in the AFC. Hitting those smaller you know, catch frames is not going to be as easy for him. I, I worry about it. I worry about it. I think they're going to add a better get in closer on to Mark the season. Andrews. Get in on Mark Andrews. Yes. Top wise, every which way. Receptions, touchdowns. And here's the one thing I'd say to that, Austin. Lamar Jackson has not, it's not like a Mahomes situation where he's had Tyreek Hill his entire career and now he's got to find a way to adjust. Lamar Jackson has had crap wide receiver cores for a while. This is, it's not like, you know, Lamar Jackson has been rolling out top notch receiver cores. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I worry. I don't worry about how bad they are necessarily as much as they are inexperienced. And I think that experience is just going to show up. A lot of young guys, obviously Rashad Bateman's going to be the number one, but he's still just a second-year receiver. And I love Rashad Bateman coming out of Minnesota, one of the more polished receivers coming out in that class. Let's move to the Cincinnati Bengals. Right now, second in the division at plus 180 to win it. Ravens at plus 160. Their win total set at 9.5, heavily juiced. Towards the over. Over at minus 130 130 on Fandle. Under is plus 110. And then to make the playoffs, they're minus 144. To miss the playoffs, plus 118. If you're listening to the Ringer NFL show, you'll hear Stephen Ruiz and Danny Heifetz both talking about this chance that the Bengals miss the playoffs next year. Going from Super Bowl to out of the playoffs. It sounds like a bit of a hot take, but I'm honestly... More on the side of the under 9.5 at plus 110. More on the side of them missing the playoffs at plus 118 than I am juicing the over, despite all these high expectations, despite Joe Burrow, him being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, them adding all these pieces along the offensive line. And the biggest reasons for that, for me, last year they faced a very easy strength of schedule. This year they have the biggest jump, according to Warren Sharp's preview guide, which you should go get. It's a fantastic resource as we enter the season. They have the highest jump in strength of schedule according to projected win totals in 2022. And in that same guide, 
Burrow faced the easiest slate of passing defenses last season. This year, the hardest slate of any quarterback in the NFL. It is going to be a massive jump in competition for the Cincinnati Bengals this upcoming season. I think that's enough for a team that won just 10 games last year. Yeah, they won the division. Yeah, they went on to win the Super Bowl. For me to stay away from this 9.5 over at minus 130 and for me to consider them at plus 118 to miss the playoffs, JJ, am I wrong to be fading the Bengals here? You're not because every instinct we have and history as an example, tells us that Cincinnati is the target demo of a team that's going to regress. Super Bowl losers, normally the following year, do not have successful seasons. It's very rare that you find a team that loses the Super Bowl that comes back and that they're better than ever. So everything you said there is accurate. The Bengals are poised for regression schedule-wise. You know, the idea that they're playing tougher. Pass defense is the whole deal. Here's my problem, and this is why I'm not playing this total and I'm not touching this total. Joe Burrow is a badass. That's that's all there is to it. He scares the crap out of me. There are certain guys that have swag, that have an it factor about them that I, for one, don't want to bet against. And I'll be honest with you guys. Joe Burrow cost me a pretty penny last year in the postseason. I had the Raiders, lost that game. Had the Tennessee Titans, lost that game. Chiefs, thought I was sitting pretty in the first half. Well, I lost that game. So I lost enough money in the postseason to know, hey, I'm going to stay away from fading the Cincinnati Bengals. Even though everything you said is accurate, I'm just not going near it. So you may let logic dictate it, Austin. More power to you. But Raheem, Joe Burrow's a bad man, bro. I'm not going near it, dude. Not going near it. Yeah, look, I think this one is really, really tough. I mean, obviously, when you look at the history, only eight teams in NFL history have returned to the Super Bowl the year after losing the big game. And, I mean, the only teams that make it, the 71 Cowboys, 72 Dolphins, 2018 Patriots, they were the only teams to actually win the Super Bowl after losing the year before. You look at five of the last Super Bowl losers have gone under their win total the following season. Um So it's just like, it is tough to play the Bengals. But like JJ said, I mean, Joe Burrow is a problem. And then he has probably the best wide receiving tandem in the league with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. I mean, all of these guys are young. You still got Joe Mixon. And I think the biggest thing that could help stem off some of this regression is the fact that the Bengals significantly upgraded their offensive line. They added Ted Karras, Alex Kappel, Laleel Collins. Now, there, it, there may not be some correlation between spending that amount of money um, and actually having it benefit this team. But to me, I mean, the offensive line was so bad last year to, to bring in a guy like Laleo Collins. I mean, that's just huge. So I, I just think if I'm going to play this, I think the angle is to play the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals one and two in the division. Now, obviously, because the Browns, the issue with Deshaun Watson, a lot of those AFC North props are off the board. But I think these are easily the two best teams in this division. Obviously, we're going to get to the Browns and the Steelers. But, I mean, the Browns, Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended for at least six games. And the Steelers don't actually have a quarterback. So I think the Bengals and, and the Ravens are going to finish one and two. I like the Ravens to, to win the division. So... I think if you get a prop on that, I think you're fine. Well, here's what I'm trying to figure out. Cincinnati's defense, which looked mediocre for a good majority mm-hmm. of the regular season, but played 
unbelievably well in the postseason. What what are the Cincinnati Bengals to me on that side of the ball? Because you hit it, Raheem. They're better on the offensive line. Their scope position talent is ridiculous. Mm. Their quarterback is absolutely outstanding, and he's got all the intangibles and all the it factor that you're looking for. To me, Cincinnati's season comes down to obviously health, but mm -hmm. can their defense duplicate the postseason success? If they're going to win the division, if they're going to be a serious playoff team, they're going to get positive answers on that. And if they regress, I think we're looking at Cincinnati and just saying, yeah, what they did over those couple of games in the playoffs was a total, total fluke. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at UGG.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. I think I want to pass on this win total, but at plus 110, the under nine and a half, I think I'm actually going to take that. I'm going to take the Bengals nine and a half under at plus 110. I don't think I'll take them to miss the playoffs just because in this division, you saw the Steelers make the playoffs at eight wins last year, but under at plus 110, I think I'm going to take that for the Bengals at nine and a half. I just see some regression. I see a lot of regression, a lot of expectations for a team this upcoming season. Let's move to the Pittsburgh Steelers. JJ. You talking all this stuff about, you know, the Baltimore Ravens coach. Who's you take after Bill Belichick? Mike Tomlin's my guy. Mike Tomlin's a guy that consistently competes above what he expects for his players. I think Mike Tomlin this year, he is getting faded into oblivion. They're plus 950 to win this division, plus 330 to make the playoffs after making the playoffs last year. And they arguably are going to have an upgrade at quarterback this season. According to Pro Football Focus, Ben Roethlisberger was the lowest graded quarterback in all of football last year, 35th among all the quarterbacks with at least 20, 200 dropbacks last season. Whether it's Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, or Kenny Pickett, it can't get much worse. The offensive line is still bad. I still really like their receiving core, especially after adding George Pickens out of Georgia in the draft. Seven and a half is their win total right now. Seven and a half is their win total. The over at minus 105, the under at minus 115 on FanDuel. If I'm leaning anywhere, I'm leaning the over. Raheem, I'll start with you. Are we right to fade the Pittsburgh Steelers into oblivion like they kind of are at the market? Or are you kind of on some of the value here on their overs? I'm staying away from this one as well. I, I, I think when you look at what they did last year, they made the playoffs with a minus 55-point differential, overperformed their Pythagorean expectations by almost three games. They had an 8-2 record in one-score games. Now, I know you get an upgraded quarterback. You know, you, Ben Roethlisberger is retiring. So I think they just announced yesterday that Mitchell Trubisky is going to be the starting quarterback. But I still can't buy in onto this team knowing how much they exceeded expectations last year. I, I just think, obviously, you got a bad offensive line. And I think Trubisky will be able to just, I mean, he's always played behind bad offensive lines. He played in Chicago. And he's, I mean, he's a guy who can, you know, run the ball. And 
move outside of the pocket, but I just don't know what this offense is. I mean, I love <laughs> I love Najee at the running back, but it's just if he doesn't have room to run, there's only so much he can do. Now, I think defensively, they're still going to have one of the best pass rushes in the league, but I, I want to stay away from this win total. I just, I, I'm not high on it at all. They have like a really tough schedule. They have the second toughest schedule in the league. I mean, they start off with the Bengals, the Patriots, and the Browns. I mean, right away, their season could be pretty much over. So I'm staying away from this one. All right, I'm going the other way here. And I get it, Austin. Mike Tomlin, the master motivator. Mike Tomlin's teams never have losing years. I know the narratives. I understand what I've seen in Pittsburgh. That team was incredibly fortunate last year. That game, that team making the playoffs and that team having a winning record, it still blows my mind. It still has me scratching my head. Maybe Roethlisberger, old men, you know, Rivers got a little magic, got a little pixie dust thrown his way just to get into the playoffs and lose by 30 to Kansas City. But I think this is the year you finally see the Steelers in last place in this division. First of all, their quarterback situation. Uh, as bad as Ben was last year, Mitchell Trubisky is a stiff. He is terrible. Been there, done that with the Chicago Bears. Uh, the idea that in that division, you're going to win nine or ten games with Trubisky, Pickett, whoever, I don't see it. I don't like their offensive line. And I just think it's a team that is in retool mode. Like, it's going to happen. Like, for years, New England was the team, right? Like, now, Pittsburgh didn't have the success New England had. I get that. But, like, New England never had a losing record. New England never missed the playoffs. Ba 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 Well, sooner or later, all good things must come to an end. I think this is the year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not saying they're going to be an out-and-out nightmare, but I think they're a six- to seven-win team, and I would be comfortable, guys, in this division, fading their under at seven-and-a-half. I'm comfortable with that. I'll probably ultimately stay away from the seven and a half. If I would, gu- if I was going to bet on it, gun to my head, I think I'd lean over, and that's because I do mm-hmm. think that this is still a top defense in the NFL. You know, you mentioned their hard schedule this year. They had the, they had just as hard of a schedule last year. You know, and they went nine seven and one with arguably the worst quarterback in the NFL last year from a performance perspective. The reason I am not head over heels on the over is two things. The offensive line is still an unmitigated disaster, and that's going to be that much harder for regardless for a younger quarterback, Mr. Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, or if Kenny Pickett does see snaps next year, which he probably will, to handle. And Big Ben, as bad as he was, got the ball out quickly. 2.26 average time to throw. That was the fastest in the NFL by a significant margin. The offense is going to be similar, but no one's going to be able to operate it like Big Ben did and find the check down to get the ball out as quickly as he did. And I think that's going to lead to more disastrous things along the offensive line and more pressure and all that stuff. The offense could very well regress. So I'm going to stay away from the total at seven and a half. I'd lean over, if anything, just because I have that faith in the defense, that faith in Mike Tomlin and this receiving yeah. core. But there's enough concern here with the strength of schedule and the newness at quarterback mm. to probably stay put on that. Moving to the Cleveland Browns. I think it's important to frame the Cleveland Browns, obviously with the the caveat that is, Deshaun Watson is going to miss time next year. Judge Sue Robinson's ruling argues for a six-game suspension that the NFL is currently appealing. That is objectively the floor suspension that Watson will have six games in 2022. The NFL made the appeal on Wednesday, and according to our very own Kevin Clark, made that appeal with the hope or the intention that it is an indefinite, indefinite suspension for at least a year. And that appeal is important. If Goodell or his design, a designee, ultimately says it's an indefinite suspension for at least a year, that's done. That's full, final, and complete, to quote uh, Jenny Varentes, because in the latest CBA, the 2020 CBA, that was signed, that clause in there, full, final, and complete, whatever decision Goodell or his designee makes, 
regardless if the NFLPA sues and this goes to federal court, that will be the indefinite suspension. No one will win that because of that clause in court. So it's going to be six games for Deshaun Watson. And then there's this, still this chance that it's an indefinite suspension. He misses the entire season. All the reason for me to stay away from this win total. I'm not betting them to make the playoffs. I'm not betting them to win this division. I, I, I just think there's too much unknown and too much unsavoriness about this team for me to be long on their odds to do anything in 2022. JJ, we'll start with you. Do you see any value on the Cleveland Browns knowing all this unknown, obviously going into the season? You know, it's funny, Austin. There are so many of these win totals that we go through where it's like you circle this one, you kind of like it. You may want to circle back on this one. It, it, the, the Browns, for me, were like an immediate cross-off. Like, they, they have been an immediate cross-off from before we got worried about Deshaun Watson's suspension. As we sit here now, second week of August, there's still uncertainty about Deshaun Watson's suspension. I am not going to go and be the guy to play the guessing game. I have no desire to do so. I am not putting my money in that camp. Could Deshaun Watson come back? Could the Browns be a playoff team if indeed he comes back? Yeah. They also could be a team that has a quarterback that hasn't played in two years. Like, I mean, we got we to gotta take stock in that, too. We have not seen Deshaun Watson play in an NFL game since, what, December of 2020? The earliest he's going to come back, it's going to be, what, November of 2022? I, I, I'm out on that. You want to play the under, be my guest. That's something I think you could have some fun with, maybe. Over? No way. Uh, Raheem, I'm not going near this. Like, no thank you. You want to bet the Browns any which way, be my guest? I'm not touching Cleveland in any capacity this season. Okay. I think right now, while we're still waiting on this Deshaun Watson news, I think you can't play this. Um, I mean, obviously, because, I mean, it's just, I think we're looking at eight and a half, nine and a half. But one thing I will say is that this is a very talented team. I mean, this yes. is a team with one of the best offensive lines in the league. They have, uh, a running back tandem with Nick Chubb, their Ernest Johnson, Green Hunt. They've improved their wide receiving core, bringing in Amari Cooper. I mean, this is still a defense with Miles Garrett, um, one of the best secondaries in the league with Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom. This is a talented team. So I'm going to be honest with you. If Watson doesn't play, I think there may be some value playing their win total over. Um, this is the team. With Meaning the if he does or he doesn't. Sorry, Raheem. What do you mean by that? If he doesn't play. I, so what do you, would you think that total will go down? It has to, right? Yeah, it's, it's going to go down. I mean, this is the team who was playing the, e the eighth easiest schedule in the NFL this year. So I think there's going to be some value in that. Right, me, now, I mean, right now, Fandle, right now, Fandle has their win total set eight and a half. Over at plus yeah, I'm not touching that. Minus 120. Which Jacoby said, I'm not going near that. No, that even, really. like, here's the you, thing. Yeah. And here's the thing. Even with Deshaun Watson being suspended the first six games of the season, they start off against Carolina, the Jets, Pittsburgh, and Atlanta. Like, that's, they could that's win a schedule. They could win yeah, two that, of that's those a could. That's a schedule in which they could, could hold down the fort with Brissette. And I know Brissette didn't look – I know you're a Dolphins fan. Brissette oh, didn't he look horrible. well with the he looked, he looked horrible, horrible with the bro. Dolphins. Horrible. But, but the Dolphins didn't have an offensive line. They didn't have yeah. they they just didn't have the pieces around him that this team has. And Kevin Kevin Stefanski is the quarterback whisperer. I'm a low I'm a little biased because you know he won an Ivy League championship at UPenn the year before I came. 
And I think he'll make Rosette look a little bit better. So I think if this total goes down, there might be some value on the Browns over. How far do you think the total goes down? Say the appeal does go through and he is out the entire season. Does it go down to six and a half, five and a half? How far do you think this? No, Browns it won't total go. Goes? It won't go five and a half. That's too low. I think six nah, and a half for him. I, 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 so, I think it's. I think it's probably on par with what you're seeing with the Steelers. Probably seven, seven and a half. Okay. Wow. I'm not touching the over or the under right now as we kind of wait to see what the Deshaun Watson suspension will be. However, if you are looking to bet overs on the Browns, a player I do like is Nick Chubb. Plus 1,000 to lead the NFL in rushing yards last year. We just saw reports that Kareem Hunt's asking for a trade out of Cleveland. They said they're not going to trade him, but we don't know where that's going to go. And his over rushing yards total is set at 1150 and a half, minus 112 on FanDuel. He almost hit that last year in 12 games. He stays healthy. I think he clears that number as well. And I think they're going to be running the football a lot regardless of who's there at quarterback, but definitely for the first six games at least with Jacoby Brissett there. Beyond one of the best offensive lines in football. I like Chubb uh, at plus 1,000 to lead the NFL in rushing yards in the over 1150 and a half. That's the AFC North, fellas. We are through the AFC North as we march on the 2022 NFL season. That will be a fun division to watch. Ravens, Bengals, obviously kind of a two-headed race there to win this division until we know more about the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Will Mike Tomlin have his first losing season? Who knows? Uh, Really appreciate you guys. Thank you, everyone. Raheem, JJ, until next time on the Ringer Gambling Show. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more.